0: Are you riddled with fear? It is time to stop because it could be making you sick. In this video, I share with you how fear and disease can have a powerful and destructive relationship. Yep, the only thing to be afraid of is fear itself because it's actually making us sick. Welcome back to the Dr. Jake podcast. I'm Dr. Jake Schmutz. I'm an integrative doctor and naturopathic physician in Salt Lake City. And in this podcast, I share with you how to heal your body down to the root causes and get your energy back without harmful drugs or surgeries. I'm here today with my co-host, Teresa, to talk about the crazy connections between fear and disease. Wow,
1: Dr. Jake, what a powerful topic. You know, as somebody who has experienced a lot of autoimmune conditions in my family, a husband who's, you know, battled cancer twice, I definitely have seen fear in those struggles and to be able to hear from you on the connection that it's not necessarily an effect of the disease, possibly even a cause is fascinating. So let's get down to it. I'd love to first hear from you. We know of the word fear when it comes to like our thinking, or, you know, our thought, or maybe a feeling, and that's how we've quantified it. But really, it's a, it's a, there's a physical, there's a physical thing that's happening in the body when someone feels fear. Can you explain to us how does fear actually affect us biologically and physically in our bodies?
0: So let's talk about how fear actually affects your physiology and how you function physically when you do have this fear response so first of all when you have that fear response it's a stressor so it stimulates cortisol that's released from your adrenal glands so it's not totally horrible to have that cortisol released periodically but if you have that released all the time it's going to lead to something called adrenal fatigue the reason why this happens is your body's always producing cortisol it keeps on pumping 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 and then over time your adrenal glands are like hey i can't keep up with this anymore i'm not going to make this cortisol anymore and it decreases how much cortisol you're going to make so you go through three different phases stage one adrenal fatigue stage two stage three stage three is when you're not making any at all stage two is when you have an imbalance you're making way too much but not at the right times during the day and stage one is when you actually have a good healthy adrenal response when a bear jumps out of the forest you have that little fear response you have it Get out of there, but it's not lingering there for a long time. Also, we have a big dopamine boost when this happens. We have a big epinephrine, norepinephrine release, and that's another stress hormones. Okay, it's great short term, but if you have it long term, it's putting too much stressors on your body, and it's going to lead to chronic inflammatory process because of the, release of the cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine. It's also going to mess with your parasympathetic nervous system response, which is parasympathetic nervous system, we don't feel at all. We don't know what's going on there. But when you mess with that, that's going to affect your breathing. It's going to affect your sleep cycles. It's going to affect your digestion, your inflammatory state, your immune system. All this is going to be affected when you mess with that parasympathetic response. And then it's going to mess with your vagal nerve, which is a big piece of our parasympathetic response. So tons of things happening. This is then going to affect cortisol. Like we said, this is going to affect the how much thyroid that's going to be able to get in the cell. So it's going to affect how your mitochondrial function works. It's going to cause disruption of how your hormones work. Estrogen, progesterone, DHEA production, testosterone, All this is going to get out of whack. This chronic inflammatory response is going to then mess with our gut, absorbs nutrients, and then it's going to lead to possibly leaky gut syndrome. And then this could lead to imbalances of our whole immune response and lead to autoimmune diseases. So fear is not just fear. It's like, oh, no big deal. I'm fearful of things. It's going to totally affect your whole physiology throughout your entire body. And so many different areas are going to be affected. You're not going to sleep well. You're going to get anxiety, depression. You're going to get maybe hormonal diseases, autoimmune diseases, chronic fatigue syndromes. You're not going to be able to detox as well because you're going to mess with those detox mechanisms. So it's, it's not just fear. It's a huge thing. It's going to affect our whole body of how it works. And let's, let's talk about just the mental part of fear and how fear keeps you from actually accomplishing what you want to do in life. So let's say you want to become a, let's say you wanted to become a doctor someday, but then you're fearful. It's like, wait, I'm fearful that I'm going to have to do all this school. And I don't want to deal with all that school and all the stressors that are going to go along with that. So that fear keeps you back there. Or you're like, oh, I don't want to take the MCAT. That sounds like a really horrible test. I'm fearful of that test. And I'm not I don't want to even engage in that. So, that whole fear response kept you from becoming the doctor that could have been who you were supposed to be in your life. And then let's say you don't achieve your lifetime goal, then you're going to be depressed and anxious your entire life. And then this is going to affect your entire life too. So fear keeps you back. It keeps you from accomplishing what you really want in life, to be the person that you want to be, the person that you're supposed to be, to achieve your hopes and dreams. So we need to work on eliminating that fear because it's it's making us sick. And it's also keeping us from being the best person we can be
1: fascinating dr jake you know one of the things that you were saying really kind of put a picture in my mind here is you know why do we have fear in the in the first place like what you're talking is really the effects of long-term fear right but it makes sense that this is what would happen to our bodies because thinking about our bodies as humans like we were designed right to survive and to thrive right but survival is the core of what our body can fall back onto when all else fails. If everything fails, preserve the body, right? So I'm thinking about us running from a bear, right? A bear comes in, you see the bear, you've been trained to believe and know that this bear is going to hurt you, you feel fear, what does that fear do? The fear increases your cortisol, And now you're able to quickly make the decision to run or freeze or whatever it is that you're going to do in order to stop yourself from getting killed by that bear. Your body is going to take all of its resources, all of its energy, everything that it has to get you moving so that you can get away from this bear. It's not going to focus on absorbing nutrients from your diet. It's not going to focus on making sure that your hormones are balanced it's gonna get your muscles moving. And in a momentary situation like those, it's very helpful. But I can see with how you're explaining this, how we get into a cycle of fear that continues every day for years. We're constantly running from the bear of fear of school or relationships or money, all of the things, all of the bears in our lives. And we don't overcome those fears that we're never then giving our bodies the opportunity to balance our hormones, to absorb the nutrients on our food. We can't. And then what's gonna happen? Our body's gonna start to break down fascinating and then with you bringing in this whole second aspect of how fear then creates this domino effect of regret and shame and depression because of the things that we weren't able to achieve because of the fear and then that fuels the cycle as well i mean you can see how someone could you know really destroy themselves both physically and mentally all starting with fear, and yet here you are as a doctor who, primarily, I think we associate doctors work on the physical body, and you know you go see your psychologist for the mental stuff. How how do you, as a as an integrative doctor, knowing this connection between fear and disease, approach your clients with this concept? How do you integrate this? emotional and mental aspect of healing into your
0: protocols with your patients. So how do I integrate mental emotional stuff with all the other biological treatments that I do in my practice? So mental state is huge. If I don't help the mental state, they don't get better. This is what I see. The patients that I aren't able to get out of the mental trauma or get out of the fear or get out of this state that I'm a sick person don't get the people that I can't get out of there. People that are able to get out of this state of mind or don't have that state of mind in general, almost 100% of my patients get better. So the biggest thing keeping my patients from getting better is their own mental trauma. So it's a huge part of what I work on a lot is try to help them with their fear or their mental anxiety states or their poor thought processes about their their self-esteem or the identities that they have of themselves or like being a sick person, for example it's a big piece I work on. I help them in what I can as a doctor, but I also refer them to psychologists or other therapists to help them with this piece so they can get all the way better because I don't think they are going to get better if they don't work on all that stuff. It's a huge piece. Our brain is very powerful. Our brain can even make us sick. So if we don't work on the brain stuff and emotional stuff that we're dealing with, we're not going to get better and get over the chronic illnesses we're dealing with. So I always integrate that.
1: That's wonderful, and I love that you refer your patients, and you actually literally prescribe them a counselor, <laughs> you know, prescribing them yep. a psychologist as part of their treatment protocol, so that they can get better. Because I think some doctors, you know, they they only prescribe that which what they're capable of and knowing, you know, how to do, and then everything else, it's like, oh, sorry, I don't know how to do that. But you mm-hmm. you outsource in those areas, and I know that you also do have some things like neural feedback in your office. Um, that can help, you know, be a a good supplement in that area with Mm -hmm. them. There's obviously the supplements that you know, uh, that you can, you know, you brought up in past episodes, things like ashwagandha and so forth that can help us with the physiological Mm. effects of the stress. Obviously that's not enough, right? Because that's if the philosophy is that the thought is what precedes the cortisol response, then, Mm -hmm. then you still have to get down to the thinking, Right. Yep, and that's where the aspect, other aspects come in. Well, fascinating, and I have to say, in addition to what you're talking, in my husband's journey with cancer, and he worked a lot with you, you know, on a lot of the the physiological, you know, aspects, you know, diet changes and, and supplements that you recommended, and so forth, and you know, through talking with you about all of the reasons that cancer cancer can can be manifested in a sense. He decided to actually go and work with a counselor as well Mm -hmm. and getting down to interesting root emotional traumas from his past that possibly, you know, he was kind of thinking like possibly they could be the root cause of this. And he actually met a lot of other people who had cancer and similarly were working on this as part of their protocol. And one of the women that he was actually talking to actually was on a call with them yesterday. And there was a woman on there who had lost a child. And she had been dealing with so much pain and suffering and guilt and shame and all of those things of having lost her child. And then she developed cervical cancer. And she started making the connection, is my cervical cancer somehow connected emotionally to the fear and the shame and the guilt and all of those things that I felt? from having lost my child. And when she started working on that side of it, in addition to the treatments, but she had been doing the regular treatments, the physical treatments with no progress. And then it wasn't until she started addressing her emotions from losing her child that she went into remission. So there is something really powerful about what you're talking about, Dr. Jake, For anybody who is listening to this episode and thinking, hmm, I wonder if my emotional state could be influencing and affecting my physical ailments, my autoimmune condition, my cancer, and so forth. And you want an integrative approach where you're not only working on the physical aspects of healing your body, but also dealing with that fear, dealing with some of those emotional aspects. And you want to talk with Dr. Jake. Dr. J, can you please share with them how they can get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, visit our website integrativemedica.com. Find our phone number there. Give my receptionist a call, and you can set up an appointment with me or some of my other great doctors. You also could just set it up straight out online and set it up through the website.
1: Wonderful! I love that you can see people from all over, and that they don't have to live locally to be able to benefit from their time with you. For those of you who are listening, thank you so much for listening today. We're going to have the show notes down below with some of the details of what Dr. Jake talked about. And if you liked this episode, let us know by leaving us a positive review and we'll see you all next week.